There are so many studies that prove that vulnerable leaders, leaders who do show their vulnerability are the best leaders. And that makes sense. And I think that absolutely goes back to bravery. Like that's about brave culture. I think you need those vulnerable leaders who are willing to share their stories. They're real, relatable, and they're human, and we're all human. Welcome to the Rebel Souls podcast, where we flip the middle finger to the status quo. I'm your host, Shelly Paxton, lifelong rebel, liberator of souls, and author of Soulbatical, a corporate rebel's guide to finding your best life. Settle in as we dive deep with badass leaders who are rebelling for what matters most in life, business, and the world at large. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get this revolution started. Hello and welcome back, my fellow rebel souls. Happy April. If you're listening to this when it's hot off the presses, so to speak, it is the beginning of April and hopefully spring has sprung. It's been crazy. The weather situation's been crazy, but I'm not here to talk about the weather. I'm here to talk about what it means to be effing brave. This conversation with Lindsay Stein, you guys, oh man, it's like right in my wheelhouse of how I think about the world, how I think about sabbatical and my journey and what we need more of in the world and in culture and in leadership and all the things. And she and I touch on all of that in our conversation about bravery in general, and then more specifically what she's doing as the relatively new CEO, the first CEO of a not-for-profit organization called Today I'm Brave. Listen to the mission of this organization. They're focused on unlocking bravery in every child, teen, and young adult around the world and empowering them to overcome their biggest obstacles in three areas, diversity, equity, and inclusion, education, and health and wellness. And this incredible organization was founded years ago in Sierra Leone, or I guess Sierra Leone was the impetus or the spark that the founder, David, kind of led him to go on this mission and create this organization that now the work they're doing, you guys are going to be blown away. And it's the analog for what we need more of in all of our lives. So I was listening to this. We were talking about what it means to create a brave culture, what it means to be a brave ambassador and share your stories. What does it mean to be brave? Period. And this coming from, you guys know my story. It took a whole lot of courage and bravery and boldness for me to go, yeah, I'm going to walk away from 26 years in the corporate world and probably the sexiest job in marketing. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. That was a big, brave move for me. And Lindsay made a similarly brave move. So she and I know each other from back in the day when I was at Harley. She was a journalist at AdAge, which is AdAge, for those of you who know the advertising and marketing space, it's kind of the industry publication. And so she was writing an article and we got to know each other through her interviewing me. 
and only recently kind of reconnected around this mission, which we talk about. And she went on from Ad Age to become the editor of Campaign Magazine, which is a UK-based magazine. She was the editor here in the US. And again, in the advertising and marketing space. So what she's known and what she's been known for has been journalism and being an editor and being in the PR and advertising and marketing space. And then she takes this, you know, what could seem like a left turn to become the first CEO of a not-for-profit, which she's never done work in before, around this idea of unlocking bravery. So we start by talking about how did she make that brave move? Like, what was it that called her to say, okay, I'm going to step into the unknown, into a place where there hadn't been a CEO before, the founder was kind of running the vision for it, to now lead this really, really important movement in the world. So I love that Like, there are so many layers of the bravery story that we cover here. And Lindsay's so articulate about the purpose of this brand and the distinction between a movement versus a mission and why they're leading a movement and what it means to be a brave ambassador. What does it mean to be brave? Like all these different, I mean, I could geek out on this stuff all day long, as you guys know. And I think because we're rebel souls that the majority of you are going to feel the same way. I want to spend some time really sinking into this episode and this conversation. So I'm going to leave it at that because there's so much yummy goodness here that is relevant to our lives right here and right now and how we can all take tiny little steps to be braver every single day. It doesn't have to be the big, I'm going to leave my job kind of bravery. It could be doing one little thing that scares you every single day. It could be posting that vulnerable post on social media. So let's get into it. And I hope you guys feel inspired to do something brave today, right after you listen to this episode. Love you all. Let's dive into the conversation with Lindsay. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back, my fellow rebel souls. I know I say this all the time, but I'm beyond excited because this podcast has become a way for me to reconnect with some of my favorite people on planet Earth. And one of them here today is Lindsay Stein, an old friend from my Harley days when you used to be at Ad Age and a whole different chapter of your life. And I am so, so, so honored that you said yes to this and that it reconnected you and I on the missions that we're on. So welcome. Oh, thank you. I was just as honored when I saw your name in my inbox. I was like, oh my God, Shelly, it's been too long. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved that. And you know what? We were talking the other day and it's like, these things are, there's like a divine timing, right? I couldn't have predicted how and when we were going to come back together, but I love that it's happening as both of us are in wildly different chapters than we were in when I was chief marketing officer of Harley Davidson. You were doing awesome work at Ad Age, and then you went on to be the US editor for Campaign. Like we were both in the advertising and marketing space, you in journalism, me at Harley, and with some other amazing companies. And now we are both like these mission driven movement makers. You are now the CEO of today 
way I'm brave. And it's really, really cool to be kind of standing side by side, able to support each other on in this kind of next chapter. Oh, thank you. No, I know it is super exciting. And I love what you're doing. I think it's amazing and necessary. And I feel like we are just kindred spirits. And it just makes sense that we reconnected at this time. So I'm grateful yes. for this podcast with you today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm grateful for this and all future conversations you and I are going to have. So I'm going to stop geeking out about that now. And we've got so much to talk about. So let's start with the reason why I reached out to you. Of course, what are you rebelling for? I love this question. I am rebelling for all of those individuals who are yet to unlock their own bravery, because we believe that bravery is more than a mindset. We believe that's a force within all of us. And when we unlock that force and we unlock that bravery, we can take on challenges that are seemingly insurmountable. Yeah, that, like (laughs) that all day long. I just want to like pause. That was so beautiful. Like just when the first time I read, I think it was the announcement of you becoming the first CEO of Today I'm Brave. And I'm like, Today I'm Brave. Like you had me at that brand. What does that mean? And then as we've been talking and I learned that it's really, I mean, I know it started around what youth and teens and helping them unlock their bravery, but really it's for all of us, right? Absolutely. So we do, our focus is on teens and youth and kids, young adults, but I mean, bravery is within all of us. And for us to empower and unlock the bravery within younger generations, we need to do that for all generations. So definitely 100%. It's a movement for all of us, although we do definitely focus on today's youth. I love it. So clearly one of the common threads in our worlds is that we both did something pretty fucking brave, which is we had these big careers and we took steps outside, like radically outside our big careers. That was a bold move for you too. So can we just unpack what brought you here from your days in the PR and marketing advertising space as a journalist and an editor? Like, how did you get here to be representing this bold ass mission of unlocking bravery, which I love, head to toe chills love. Oh, well, thank you. And I do think what you did is absolutely brave because you were just, you know, and you still are amazing, but you were this like in a male dominated business and the top female there and to completely change. But what you're doing right now is so purpose driven and incredible. So it was, I think the right move, but anyway, you you know, it's also funny, I think to transition to a job or funny, interesting, strange during a pandemic, because you take a job and you are, you know, you usually are excited to start a new job and you have your first day of work outfit and you're going to meet your coworkers and have like water cooler chat or go to, you know, get coffee or a drink after work. So it was a little bit strange at first to like, take this new job on. And then, I mean, I knew everything that I needed to know to be a journalist and an editor. And I feel like I know the marketing industry really well and the advertising industry really well. So the nonprofit space was completely new. I definitely had to do a lot of research about it. I'm still learning. But the reason why I took it is because, so it was founded by David Angelo, who is also the founder of David and Goliath, which is an incredible ad agency. And I've known David for about seven years and he is just an amazing force for good. He is just an amazing spirit. And for anyone who hasn't met him, you should, because he's just incredible. So he just is so inspiring. He founded Today I'm Brave separately from David and Goliath, but both have this brave culture. That's like what he talks about all the time. He founded it about five years ago. And 
his focus was around like he had a really rough upbringing and you know I'll let him tell his own story another time but he did have a really rough upbringing and he was able to tap into his own inner brave voice and get out of all of this hardship so he wanted to do the same for kids and for I mean all people right help them unlock their bravery and to overcome any challenges they have so when I was talking to him about you know I, I loved all the purpose work that I was doing at campaign. We launched the Female Frontier Awards and Power Purpose Awards and the Inclusivity and Creativity Awards. I was telling them those are my favorite things other than, of course, like breaking news because I did love that too. But I loved all of that work so much. And then he was like, I feel like there's even more you can do. And he's never had someone lead today in Brave. I mean, he's the founder, but he also has a very busy job, you know, as a CEO of an ad agency. So he was like, why don't we just take the leap together? He's like, I feel like we're both on this mission to do good in the world. So here I am. <laughs> it's been about nine months, I think. And it's been an amazing journey so far. Can I ask you, like so many people dream about doing what you just described, right? For whatever is most important for them, right? To have, I say, becoming an impact billionaire. That's a phrase that my friend David Taylor Klaus coined. And that's how I think about my work in the world. That's how I think about your work in the world. And But how did you unlock your own bravery to take that step? Because let's not minimize, like that's not an easy decision to make make to go from everything you know to something that's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to close my eyes, hold your hand and jump off the cliff with you taking this leap of faith. So I guess for all of our fellow rebel souls, like how did you, like what process did you go through to say, okay, I'm going to take that deep breath and I'm going to take a step forward into the unknown to unlock my own bravery. What did that look like for you? (sighs) Well, I definitely had that, you know, oh shit moment of what am I (laughs) doing? (laughs) Like, am I doing this? Is this real? I think, you know, beyond following your own inner voice, which is really important. I am grateful to have David as a mentor. He really is an incredible soul. And he, you know, he's told me for years, you know, as a friend and as a mentor that, you know, and this is a phrase, I forgot who actually said this quote, but the quote that everything great in your life is on the opposite side of fear. It's on the other side of fear, right? I think that's Jack Cornfield. Totally. Yep. Such an amazing quote. And if not now, then when, right? And I knew I wanted to do something good. And in a way, I kind of always knew I wanted to work with David because he just has this energy and this like positivity. And, you know, you just want to be around him and he makes you just feel so good. It makes you want to do good, right? And we call it brave it forward as well. Like we, you know, you want to brave it forward, pay it forward. Oh, I love um, that. Brave it forward. <laughs> so, you know, after talking to him and talking to, you know, friends and family, I just decided, you know, if not now, then when? And I didn't want to miss this opportunity to do something amazing in the world, which I hope we are on the path to do at Today and Brave. Yeah, yeah. And it well, you are. And we're going to totally dig into that because I want to share with everybody like the incredible work that you guys have been doing and will continue to do because I knew nothing about this organization. And it's one of the reasons like, yay, I got to connect with you. And I found out about this incredible organization doing work that I never even heard of. And that one thing I just believe in using this platform to share these kinds of messages because this is all about, you know, people people who are out there being culture creators and movement makers and game changers. And that's what you guys are doing. And this brave it forward. Like I just wrote that down and underlined it five times because I'm like, that's it. Like to me, that's a mantra that I want to live by. 
right? And if there are more of us, I say I'm on a mission to liberate a billion souls. It really, it's about more of us being that role model. And I feel like me taking a step out of the corporate world and doing the work that I'm doing, you doing the same, we're braving it forward and we're showing people it's possible. And look what's on the other side. Absolutely. It doesn't mean it's not scary or you have those moments where you're like, oh no, am I doing this right? Or you feel like, you know, you have imposter syndrome or any of that, because that's all totally real. But at the end of the day, you know, it's all, it comes down to here. And it, like you said, soul, right? It comes down to your soul and that inner voice. Yeah. And listening to your truth. There's something else that you said that I want to touch on for a second or learn more about. You talked about how David believes in everything that he's created, his agency and in the Today I'm Brave organization, this idea of a brave culture. And that just struck me. I was like, yes. How do we create more brave cultures? Tell us, like, what does that mean? What does a brave culture look like? Like, what are the principles of that? Because we need more of those now. Yes, it's so true. And I feel like you are one of those people who you're going to wind up helping so many businesses, individuals, companies to get that brave culture or to unlock it. Right. And we say unlock because we do believe that everyone does have that bravery within them. So it's not like we're giving it to them. Just sometimes, you know, you need to have someone help you find it or push it. So it's so funny that you asked that because I was on a clubhouse. We do a Brave Talk every Wednesday. And one of the questions from the audience was literally that question to David. How do you form a Brave culture? He was like, I'm a young entrepreneur. I want to have my own business and I want that Brave culture too. I mean, David's pretty modest, but I would say I think it comes down to the leader or the leaders of the company or the business or organization because David always lives his truth, like you said, right? We always say that bravery is living your truth. It is being unapologetic about who you are and what your voice is. And he really does live his truth. He is all in and everything he does. And I think the leaders, it has to be top down, right? So the leaders need to do that. And it also, in so many ways, like we could talk about how companies and marketing specifically also could be braver in terms of pushing for more DE&I and from the top down and there's so many other things like pay equity and all of that, but it does come from the top, right? So if you have that at the top and then also just knowing the people you want to surround yourself with and knowing that, you know, maybe the person that didn't go to college or didn't have this expertise, but you believe in them and you believe in what they are fighting for or what they're striving for. And that's all you need to know. I mean, I know David has even worked with people who same thing. He's never even asked for a resume. He just will meet someone and just feel that connection. And he's like, I'm going to work with you. And he, you know, trusts that voice within himself. And I think it definitely starts with leadership. A hundred percent. I love this because a lot of the work that I've been doing, I mean, one, the whole idea of Soulbatical was premised on the principles of authenticity, courage, and purpose. You've already nailed the three of those. And so our work is more aligned than I even knew. So I've got like head to toe chills right now. I just want to go on the record saying... It looks like we're going to have to do some like co-speech together somewhere. <laughs> I love that. Let's put the intention out that that's what we're going to do. And you know, I know you and I already talked about this offline, but I would love to join you for one of those clubhouse oh, talks. Absolutely. The Done. fact that you do a brave talk, I mean, is you've given me so many ideas for um, more, more stuff that I should be, or sh- I shouldn't say should, because I talk about shooting all over yourself, but that I want <laughs> to be doing on Clubhouse and on the socials. So I love that. I love the idea of the brave culture, right? And 
It does start with the leader and it does start, you said bravery is living your truth. I mean, this is how this entire thing started when I christened myself chief soul officer. It was basically like I wanted to remind myself that I am responsible to live life on my terms, live my own truth and do what lights my soul on fire. Absolutely. All of which you've just described is what brave means. Like, okay, let's talk about this word brave because it is one of my favorite words. Like, I think I say brave and courageous and courage probably more often than I say anything else because I really believe what you said and what Jack Cornfield said. Like, on the other side of fear is everything you want. And I'm not talking about the fear like my life is in danger fear. Like, listen to that intuition. I'm talking about the big resistance fear that's like, it's so much easier to play small than to play big. And to be in the arena, like Brene says, Sister Brene is like who I worship. So, <laughs> so let's you said your soul on fire, right? And I love that you said that because, again, maybe you'll know who said this quote, but there's this quote that says something about a life without passion is slowly freezing to death. And that's to me, right? You just said, right? You want your soul to be on fire, you don't want to be slowly freezing to death. So, Anyway, that. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to look that one up though, and we will get the attribution in the show notes. But I love that. I've never heard that quote before. Yeah. And you know what? That's what I was. There's a lot of guilt that comes with, you know, being good at something and realizing it doesn't make you happy. And that's kind of what ended up happening to me at Harley. It's like, how can I be this successful by all traditional standards and feel empty inside and not feel like my soul is on fire and not feel like I'm necessarily doing what I'm meant to be doing in the world and yet still have so many question marks around that. So bravery was definitely at the epicenter because it was all about stepping into the unknown for me, stepping into the unknown for you. So let's talk about that word brave or bravery. Like I love that you said bravery is living your truth. What else is bravery? Like, how do you guys talk about it at today? I'm brave. Oh man, we talk about it in so many ways. And actually I just wrote an op-ed about this. So we think that there's so many ways you can define bravery. And if you actually go to the dictionary, there's like nine or 10 or 12 different definitions of bravery, right? But if you just survey your friends and family, you will get so many amazing answers because all different ages too. I did one where I asked adults and I did one where I asked kids and the kids ones were really cute, but, and actually super deep and cute for the kids. But the adults said things like, you know, living unapologetically, living your truth. People said that facing your fears, which are all, you know, pretty common, but then other people said, you know, overcoming addiction or coming out to my family or skydiving, or there's just so many applications of it. And some people just said, sometimes it's just getting out of bed in the morning when I'm having a really rough day. So the thing is, it can be the biggest thing in the world or something that seems like the biggest thing in the world. And it could be a really small act too. And all of those definitions apply. And that's the thing about bravery is it can be something that you are your own brave warrior, right? And no matter what that is to you, it's whatever makes you feel like you are empowered and you are living your truth and you are doing something and you should just be proud of whatever little brave act or even big brave act you're doing that day. And obviously kids said things like, you know, holding a spider or going into a dark cave by myself, or (laughs) they also said really deep things too, though, like, one nine-year-old said that it's persevering. And I was like, oh, it's like a good, good word for it. It's really interesting because basically the kids and adults said the same thing. I said the same fact that it could be big or little acts. But for us, it really does come down to the fact that bravery is that inner voice, right? And it is a mindset, but we do think it's more than a mindset. And for today, I'm brave. 
for us, we want to be more than a mission. We want to be a movement. And that's what we say all the time. So our mission is to unlock that bravery. We want it to be a movement around the world. I love that distinction between movement and mission because we, so one of the things I've been obsessed with lately, and you guys are doing this is this new definition of ROI. So I like to say like, I'm obsessed with this idea of rebel leadership, right? We have got to rewrite the script of success. And bravery is at the center of that. Authenticity and purpose are at the center of that. And this idea of ROI being ripples of impact versus return on investment. And that is not my phrase. Somebody else came up with that, but I'm obsessed with using it. And it feels like to me, that is what a movement is. Is that how you guys look at it too? Like the more of us who are doing this, we are the ripples that become the wave. Absolutely. And you know, that impact is important. It is like also important to see an impact that you're having, right? Or like to measure it, quote unquote, like we do like measure certain things, but sometimes it's really hard to measure, you know, whether or not you're having an impact on a human, right? But everything we do, we document and we share because we believe that that's a really important part of our mission yeah. to share stories. We do have a brave story section on the website, which I could talk about later, just incredible stories from adults and children, all different walks of life, all different backgrounds and telling their brave story. But when we went to Sierra Leone, which is where our roots started in Sierra Leone, in this village that was devastated by the Ebola crisis, this village called Kono, the only elementary school was on the verge of shutting down. And there was in the middle of the Ebola crisis. They lost 300 adults to civil war and the Ebola and to Ebola. And there were 63 orphans there. That's when we kind of, that's when David started this, right? And David at the time was like, if I can bring this brave message and inspire change 7,000 miles from, you know, where I live here in the States, then maybe we can also, you know, use that brave messaging and put it into a curriculum, an actual school curriculum, so that's something we've been working on for the past five years where we actually have a brave curriculum and the students use it in school. And, you know, they even film and send back to us videos. And David, last time he went there, did an amazing like lessons with these kids. And it's really inspiring and incredible. But seeing that and then having them send videos back to us, showing how empowered they are and them wearing their brave shirts and them just, you know, saying that they are brave. And each of those kids are absolutely brave. They embody so much bravery. But that's one of the ways we measure the impact, right? Like you can see it and you can see it in their faces. You can see them just feeling empowered. The same was when, you know, we went to children's hospitals, went to cancer wards and we have these brave cards, which I should have brought on to show you. But um, <gasps> oh, Tell us about the brave cards because you mentioned this to me before. I should have brought it on, but it's our brave okay. mantra and it's just incredible. And I will send you one. But basically it's all about bravery. Like, you know, today I will, today I will live my truth. Today I will help someone in need today. It's like all about, it's literally just saying this out loud. And all of these kids in this cancer ward were reading these cards and it was incredible. And they were just hearing them read it just was amazing. And even recently I had someone reach out to me on Instagram and DM me. And she sent me a picture of herself wearing her brave shirt. And I don't, I've never met her before, but she said, I'm going in for cancer treatment tomorrow. And I'll be wearing my brave shirt because it makes me feel braver, even just wearing it. So for us, like maybe that's not a really measurable ROI, but that's, I mean, that's enough of measurement for me if I know we're making people feel a little bit braver. That's ripples of impact. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. And just knowing like that I have goosebumps again, just the idea that just by wearing that shirt, you know, you're part of this broader community of brave souls who've got your back. Like yeah. there's nothing more powerful than that. It's like, you feel so held in that moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
We are. I love to, that example. You know, we're definitely hoping to build more of a community as time goes on. And I mean, we have like our online like social community, but maybe even something a little bigger or for each of our initiatives coming up, maybe making sure all the kids are connected in some way. So still figuring that out, but definitely want them to all stay connected too. They can learn from each other and brave it forward, that whole concept. Yeah, exactly. A couple things that I want to highlight. So one, just to go back to this conversation about tiny acts of courage. I don't want to gloss over that because I think it's something we all really, really need to digest that you guys, this isn't like you have to leave your previous career and become a chief soul officer, or leave, <laughs> leave your position as editor of campaign in the US and become CEO of this not-for-profit organization. Let's celebrate the little tiny acts of courage we make every day. One of my coaches in the past, Rich Litvin, he at the dinner table with his wife and their two boys every single night, they each go around the table. And amongst other things, they talk about what was a tiny act of courage you took today. I love that. Isn't that a beautiful practice? And so I haven't thought of it for a while, but now I'm sitting here going, wow, what if each one of us did that? Because I really do think like I always say every badass accomplishment is a series of tiny steps and every big, bold, brave move is a series of tiny, bold, brave moves. Maybe that's all we have to give ourselves every single day is say, you know what? Today, I'm going to do one thing that scares me a little bit, right? I love that concept. I love that. It's so funny. The scares you thing that you said that because I posted on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago. When's the last time you tried something new or something that, you know, pushed you out of your comfort zone or something that, you know, made you a little nervous or exhilarated you or, you know, because so many times you're just in that, like, especially during COVID, there's not much to do. So you're like doing the same routine every day. But even if it's just something a little bit new, like just try, like, try it out. Why not? Or, you know, like people fear looking dumb or you fear, you know, not being as good as somebody else, or there's so much fear, like, you know, that you have around not being good enough or whatever it is, or just making a mistake. So just push that away and just try it. You know, like if you look silly, who cares? It doesn't matter. Amen. I mean, as somebody who, you know, kind of pulled the kimono wide open to publish my book just over a year ago, it's like, I remember the last time I had to let go of that manuscript and I was like, do I really want to say all of this? Because it is the most vulnerable thing I've ever done in my whole life. And I remember I'm like, wow, I survived that. And actually the fact that I was vulnerable in telling that story is the reason people connect with the book and the story. And so many people send me their stories as a result because they feel seen and heard and loved and supported. So I encourage everybody like even one little tiny act of vulnerability a day. That's bravery, you guys. That's bold. There are so many studies that prove that vulnerable leaders, leaders who do show their vulnerability are the best leaders. And that makes sense. And I think that absolutely goes back to bravery. The grasp about brave culture. I think you need those vulnerable leaders who are willing to share their stories they're real relatable and they're human and we're all human. A hundred percent. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Brave culture. I'm glad we circled back to vulnerability being a part of that because, you know, it's like Brene Brown talks about daring leadership. And I think brave culture and daring leadership are totally in sync and completely aligned. And one needs the other because it's about taking the armor off. Um, And that's really beautiful. You know, I didn't realize that I would say until it might have been uh, maybe five years ago, maybe I don't know, four or five years ago at this point. And 
I was on stage talking about something at one of those, I think it was like a women's leadership thing. And the room was probably about 200 people, right? It wasn't like super big. It was a good amount of people. And as the moderator, I'm always asking people really hard questions. And this one specifically, there were, it was about like addiction and overcoming certain obstacles in your life, right? So I was asking these people really heavy questions and they were amazing. These women were so amazing. So finally during it, I was like, and you know, I was like, you guys are opening up to me. I was like, I've struggled with body image issues and eating disorder for really like for a long time because I lost 60 pounds healthily when I was 18 years old on Weight Watchers. Actually, it was great. But then, you know, I took a little (laughs) wrong turn into it because I got too much into my head. But, you know, it took a while for me to get over that Mm -hmm. and realize like that I, you know, I wasn't living my truth. I was living what I thought my truth should have been right at that time. And I was able to find my voice to get over that at the time. And look, like body image issues are a real thing. And not saying it's, you know, something I don't sometimes struggle with too. But when I opened up about that, I got off stage and I had all these people swarm to me and just like, usually I don't go to the moderator. (laughs) And I was like, what? And they were like, can you talk to me more about that? That like, you know, my daughter's struggling with this or my best friend is, or I would just like, I really appreciate you being vulnerable. And I never thought it was that big of a deal. And it really, really is. And I realized like that actually helped people who wouldn't have maybe talked about that issue. It's so true. And the same thing. I mean, in my book, I talk about attempting suicide 12 years ago. And sorry, spoiler alert, because you know I'm sending you a book. I was like, like, I'm about to read this book now. Oh my gosh. But that's incredible. I'm so brave of you to talk about that. Right. And so I, a portion of the proceeds, you may have known David Price. Did you ever know David Price, who's in the digital media sales biz? And he took his life gosh, how many years ago, eight or nine years ago now. And his brother established the Life is Priceless Foundation. So 10% of the proceeds from my book actually go to support that because I want to, to me, this is brave it forward, right? What a great example of, by the way, I'm not patting myself on the back. It's just really important to me to be supporting mental health and suicide prevention and just creating awareness and getting people support but that's one example, but I was really, really open in the book and really vulnerable. So you guys vulnerable is brave. I love that that came up in this conversation and kudos to you for sharing your story. Cause yeah, body dysmorphia, body positivity, like it is a thing. It's something I struggle with all the time too. I just came up on another, I was interviewing this woman, Christy Christensen, and she does this beautiful soul fire yoga And she was like, just shake it out, shake it out. Let all your jiggly parts jiggle. And I was like, no, that's actually why I hate doing this. I don't want to feel my fucking jiggly parts jiggle. And she's like, no, Shelly, that's the point. Because we need to love and embrace every part of us, whether it's jiggling or not jiggling. And we had this really powerful conversation around body positivity and around just accepting all the parts that are moving and not moving. And who cares? Because it means you're alive. And I was like, I know that was the biggest gift, right? That is true. Yeah. That's like something, you know, I don't know if you know Cindy Gallup, but Cindy is the founder of Make Love Not Porn. And she's also a women's diversity and female empowerment advocate. And I remember having a cocktail with her. It might've been, was it virtual or not? I think before COVID. But anyway, we were talking about this issue as well, right? And like body image and all this stuff. And she goes, when's the last time you like took just like a naked photo or some sort of sexy photo for yourself, but just for yourself. She's like, and you didn't filter it. You didn't crop it. And you didn't like fix the lighting on it. And you didn't show anyone. It was just for you. I'm like, I've never done that. And she's like, I want you to do that at some point. So I like kind of forgot about it. And then I wound up doing it a few weeks later. And I texted her. I was like, you know what? I'm like, I wound up looking at the photos and even the parts I didn't really like about myself. 
I wound up being like, that's my body. And she's like, that's the point. And I was like, and it's fine. And I'm happy with it. That's who I am. And I love my body, even the parts I don't actually really like all the time. And she's like, that's exactly what I wanted you to do. Little that's so beautiful. No, seriously. Like, I'm glad that we got here because this makes it very real for all of us. And you say that. And like, as soon as you, because uh, I've had that a couple different exercises, like I talk in the book about how one of the exercises I wanted to get really comfortable with was looking myself in the mirror, in the eye and saying, I love you, Shelly. Like, I genuinely, from my heart, I love you. Cause I was like, have I ever said that to myself? You yearn for somebody to say that to you. And yet we don't say that to ourselves. And so all of these things are so connected and it feels super vulnerable. Like you said, even if nobody else is in the room, nobody else is going to see those pictures. Nobody else is watching you talk to yourself in the bathroom mirror. It's so vulnerable. It's true. And, you know, sometimes we talk so badly to our own selves. Like, why would we talk badly to ourselves? Even ways we wouldn't even talk sometimes to our worst enemies, you know? And I always say, like, how would you say it to your best friend? You know, like when I'm coaching, when I'm reminding myself, I love it. So, yeah, thank you for going there. I think it's beautiful. Like vulnerability is brave is such a headline from this conversation. So let's get into what you guys do at Today on Brave because you've kind of started sprinkling it throughout. But I want people to know more about this global movement that you are leading and what you're doing with these kids and teens and young adults to unlock their bravery because this is big fucking work that I'm so in awe of. So yeah, what is it? (laughs) Okay. So I am really excited because I'm, I'm even more excited to be on this podcast, despite the fact that I love you, but also the fact that, you know, we finally have really solidified kind of our three year plan and it'll probably be longer than three years. We're going to focus on three years for now. And our three pillars are around diversity, equity, and inclusion, health and wellness, and education. So we're having three, we're calling them brave experiences, three initiatives that we are going to be launching this year. And our goal is that these are going to be sustainable and like tangible, and we can keep growing these year on year, right? So one that I'm super excited about is called Brave Camp. And that one is in um, California, it's in Plumas County. Um, it's in partnership with Sierra Nevada Journeys, which is an incredible outdoor experience focus nonprofit as well. And they own Grizzly Creek Ranch, which is a campground and it's beautiful campground there. And it just felt like such a perfect match for us because they also believe that the outdoors shouldn't be a luxury, that it's a necessity for youth and for all people, but especially for like kids and teens. And right. So the outdoors can give you such a different perspective. It can teach you about responsibility and leadership, and it can really expand your mind in so many ways. But these camps are very expensive and a lot of underprivileged children will never have the experience or never have the opportunity to experience this, right? So we are bringing 100 underprivileged middle school students between 6th and 8th grade, diverse backgrounds. We're hoping for 50 girls and 50 boys-ish so we can get around around the same amount there. And it's going to be a six-day immersive week-long experience. And we're going to bring our brave curriculum into it. So we'll have each day will be a theme. And we're working with the camp right now and all their counselors to really nail down what that is going to be about. But it'll be something like bravery is empathy, which we talk about a lot. Bravery is focus. Bravery is teamwork. And each day will be themed around that. So we're going to be doing all the amazing camp things that you can think of. So, you know, kayaking and hiking and rock climbing and all of that, but also trust falls and really deep emotional experiences and meditation. And we're going to have these kids help unlock their own bravery, especially, I mean, middle school years are hard enough. They're really formative developmental years, but those are tough years for all kids. 
but especially for kids who are lacking certain financial resources or mentors or might have, you know, a rough family life. So we really want to help these kids unlock their bravery. And then hopefully they will also bring it forward from there. So we are very excited about that. We're going to start fundraising for that soon. Our goal is to raise 300000 for that to give a really great experience to these kids. And it'll be all paid and everything. And hopefully some COVID testing and all of that now yeah. in there too as well. But we are super pumped about that one. So that's the first one that's in July. Can I just ask you a quick question about that one? So for people like who might just be sitting, anybody in our Rebel Souls community sitting on the edge of their chair going, this is lighting me up. This is the kind of cause and work that I want to support in the world. Is there going to be a way like through your website that people like us can donate to help you guys achieve that $300,000 goal? Well, thank you for asking. Yes, we actually are building the website right now. It's going to be on the Same Brave website. So you'll be able to go on samebrave.org and then you'll be able to scroll down and it'll have a Brave Camp section in Perfect. the donor box. And we'll have ways you can sponsor either you know one kid to go, one child to go, one preteen to go, or just donate whatever you'd like to donate. You know, every little bit helps. So, you know, if we can give these kids this kick-ass experience and help them, then they'll be able to go back to their own communities and hopefully help other younger kids or their siblings and help unlock that. And the goal is to keep building. So this year, we're going to focus on one camp, but then hopefully next year we can do two and maybe we can do one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. And from there, we want to just keep building. We'd love to do this in all parts of the world. Like David and I talked about it. We're like, imagine if we could do this in Mexico or in Sierra Leone where our roots like started, right? Or in Cuba or wherever. That's the goal. I love it. And you know, I couldn't help but think that when I wrote down brave curriculum, when you said it the first time and I was like, oh, I want to circle back to that. And now you just said like the brave curriculum is bravery is empathy. Bravery is focus. Bravery is teamwork. Like I'm sitting here going, we all need this. This is like the emotional intelligence that most of us didn't have when we didn't learn this in middle school. We didn't learn this until we were adults and we probably learned it the hard way, banging our heads against a brick wall many times, speaking from personal experience, (laughs) right? So I'm like, wait, wait, can you have adult brave camp? Because a lot of us still need to go through this. Oh my God. Actually, somebody recently asked me that. He runs a publication, but he also is like, he helps run an adult camp, but like a very expensive adult camp that's more like, you know, they do like hunting and do race it. Like just like he was like, it's like a silly kind of dudes. I'm sure some women he's like, go and we do an adult camp. But he's like, maybe we could do something like that with you. I'm like, maybe someday we can do that. But no, like, oh my God, I just love it. <laughs> what's it just what you said, though, is like our goal of initially like in someday would be to get into schools, right? Because we do want this curriculum, which we're still building and we're working with educators and we're researching to make sure it like really is a really an incredible curriculum. But we would love to be able to get into schools and really have this be part of the program. Because imagine if you could focus at a young age and help these kids like just have that be part of your daily learning along with your math and your English and your science and history. But yeah, so that's the hope there. Oh my God. All I can say is amen to that. That is, we need more of that. Like think about how you would go through life differently, having those skills, having those tools. So I love that you guys are focusing on youth because yeah, those are hard years. And what a beautiful way to prepare somebody because life is going to get hard. That's what happens, right? We're going to be called to be brave every single day in some small or big way. 
why not be prepared? So I just love that. I just keep thinking, I'm like, oh my God, a bravery curriculum. The world needs that at every, like everywhere. So, okay. Talk to us about more. So you're doing the brave camps. What are some of the other things you guys are doing? So we're launching our first brave week in October, and that is a week long initiative. It's also an immersive experience. We're going to be actually in a school. It's in a high school, actually. So we're starting in a high school which is helpful because we have a partnership with this school already because it's, it is kind of hard to be like, we want to take over your school and do, you know, these speeches and workshops around, because it is going to be a brave week. We're going braver. It's going to be all around DEI. So this one's around DEI. The camp is with the health and wellness pillar. And this one's around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And for this one, it's an arts high school in LA and it's a LOXA, Los Angeles County High School of the Arts. It's a tuition-free school. So you test into it. It's one of the best performing arts schools in the country and it is diverse. The students are all diverse backgrounds and everything. And we believe, and I think most people know this too, the best art in the world, the best creative, whether it's advertising or it's a book or a movie or theater, music, it comes from diverse minds being in the room and diverse backgrounds being in the room. So, And it comes from being brave. Yes. Oh, well, thank you. That's like what, so we're calling it like the intersection of, you know, bravery, diversity, and the arts. Like that's what we really believe. I love that. Like, because I think now more than ever too, when you look at art, it's a lot of art is highlighting social issues in amazing ways, whether it's murals on the street or music or songs, people are using art to have an impact in the world. So we really want to help these students understand that unity. So we have actually something called the Brave Unity Grant. So after we do this workshop, we're going to hopefully have some really like awesome speakers come in to talk about all different types of DEI and bravery and art. Then we're going to do a creative challenge for the juniors and seniors, and they're going to form diverse teams, and they're going to compete. We haven't given them the brief yet, but the brief will be around DEI and bravery. And they have a week to create something. It can be anything from a t-shirt to a piece of music to slam poetry to whatever they decide to take that brief and create. And then we're going to have judges judge the work from all different creative backgrounds as well. So it could be, you know, same thing, it could be advertising, it could be an author, it could be musicians, film directors, all of that. And we're going to grant $100,000 to the winning three teams. We'll divvy it up among those teams to further their creative education. And we're saying that because they may not maybe go to, you know, traditional college, they may go to whatever their arts um, oh my God. It's beautiful. We're excited for that one as well. And the last one is we're still working out all the details on it, but we're going back to our roots in Sierra Leone and Kono, and we're going to build the first ever Brave Library. The Brave Library is more like a community center and it is going to be really beautiful. And I mean, I'm super excited about it. I know David and his wife, Ileana, are also so excited about this because this is an area in Kono. These students walk miles and miles a day. I believe they walk nine miles a day to school. So when then they make it back to Kono, there's no place to really learn or even just unwind or read or yeah. do art, right? So there's going to be a section for art. There's going to be a little outdoor amphitheater to do any sort of like public speaking or theater. And it's also going to have actual books. And the books are going to be not just about bravery. We're going to have a lot of bravery themed books, but there's also going to be a lot around African culture so they can learn about the bravery within their own culture, right? But also other books as well, of course. And we're going to have a digital lab And hopefully we'll be starting to build this year. We're just working out some details and logistics and wet season and all of that. But the goal for that too is to build brave libraries all around the world in communities that 
really, really could benefit from them. And empower those kids in those communities. I mean, just the story of like imagining walking a total of nine miles to and from school, and then really having no place to sit down and do the work, absorb the learning, learn how to stand up and speak or perform or whatever. Yeah. We have the same thing here in the States. I mean, not the same thing, but we have similar situations. Like kids don't have a safe place to do their homework or a safe place to, you know, practice their lines for a play or whatever it is, or even a safe place to go and get a book. Right. Exactly. So yeah. that's hoping this one pans out and we'll be able to keep building for that. And for each Brave Week and Brave Library, we'll also have like fundraising websites when we're ready to start fundraising for that. But that'll be a little bit, uh, maybe a couple more months, but we're really excited for that one as well because oh it's about God. those two generations, right? So, and we're also going to have an adult literacy program there because it is about children and teens, right? But we want to be able to empower that whole community. So yeah, we're very excited about that. hundred percent. Well, we'll make sure that in the show notes, I mean, we will put everything that you've been talking about, but make sure that we can all get to the todayimbrave.org website. And then as you guys build this out, as we can become donors, if we feel called to be donors and support this cause and brave it forward, as you say, like I want to be a part of helping to spread the word for you. And you mentioned earlier that you share the stories. So as this amazing stuff is happening and as kids in Sierra Leone, for example, are going through this brave curriculum and they're sharing their stories back with you, like, can you tell us one of your favorite stories? Like, leave us on this note of goosebump inspiration of like learning from others who've been brave. I'm putting you on the spot. I know. No, no. no. It's more like it's hard to pick one, but I think, so this one is, it's a little bit of a different story, but I had somebody reach out to me my first week at Today I'm Brave. And it was that kind of like, holy shit, I have this new job. Like, what am I doing? Like with my life, yeah. <laughs> which I'm sure you went through as well. Uh-huh. So when I got this email, it really just solidified that I was doing what I wanted to do. Right. So I got this email from this man in England and he said, somebody he like represents, right. It was on Today I'm Brave's website. And that he was like, Tilly completely embodies the word brave. And then he told me all about Tilly. And Tilly is a 15-year-old girl in Newcastle. She was born with a rare disease where she lost both arms from the elbows up before the age of one. And now she is just an incredible motivational speaker. She partnered with this company called Open Bionic. And she has these bionic arms. They call her a real-life superhero. She is incredible. She's been in movies and she has her own show on Sky TV. And her whole thing is that just because she was an amputee doesn't mean that she can't do all of these amazing things. She is literally one of the most inspirational young people or just people in general I've ever met. And when she asked if she could be a brave ambassador and I was on the phone with her and she called me and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I would love for you to be, I'm like, I am honored that you want to be a brave ambassador. And she's like, I just want to partner with organizations like yourself to show other children that no matter what challenges they're facing, they can overcome them. And then she sent in a brave story to us after that. And we have it up on the website if anyone wants to read it. Oh my God, we'll link to Tilly. Sorry, to watch it, not read it. Oh, if someone wants to watch her, she's incredible. And actually, we're having a brave day on April 7th. And Brave Day is just on Instagram Live, so it's free. And we did that because we want people to tune in and we didn't want to charge for that. But Tilly is the opening that day with me. And we're doing Q&A on Instagram Live around body positivity, around what bravery means to her 
around overcoming obstacles, around even brave casting we're thinking about because, you know, I, I actually believe there should be more people who are different on TV and just make it more normal, right? Like normalizing that. But anyway, she's starting off the day at 10 a.m. Eastern and I'm very excited for that. So Tilly is incredible. Oh my God. So I just made a decision. I was doing the math in my head that I was going to drop this episode in April, but I'm officially dropping it that first Monday in April, which is the 5th. So people can listen to this and then join you guys for Brave Day because I want to be there too. Oh, thank you. Yes, she is so great. And we actually have a pretty like awesome lineup of other Brave Ambassadors who've been there for us throughout these past five years, like Joshua Coombs. I don't know if you know him. He has an organization called Do Something for Nothing, and he is all about bringing humanity to homeless people. So he's a hairstylist and he cuts hair and cuts beards and washes, cleans up these homeless people. And he's traveled all around the US doing it, but he actually lives in London. So his story is incredible. So he's going to be talking about homelessness and what his mission is about. And we have this other incredible like Reiki master and yoga instructor, Nakia Phoenix, who's going to be leading us through a 20 minute meditation. So, I mean, it's going to be a really great day. Leslie Zemeckis, who's an actress, she's also a writer. She's incredible. She's married to Robert Zemeckis. She is going to be doing a session talking about reading and writing and how that inspires her and helps her unlock her own bravery. So we're just very excited about that day. But yes. Okay. So that's the 7th of April. It's called Brave Day. And you said it's an IG live. So if we follow you at Today I'm Brave, is that what the Instagram handle is? Yep. Just that Today I'm Brave. Okay, perfect. Today I'm Brave. We'll make sure that. Where are the other places that people can find you and find out more about Today I'm Brave? Because we'll put everything in the show notes to make sure that we connect. We've talked about some of it, but what have we left out? You know, Instagram is definitely a big one. Facebook as well. LinkedIn, we just started actually when I joined in August. So that's pretty new, but we're trying to build that up. For me, if you want to ever contact me, I'm very easy to find. And I'm actually, I am one of those people who I pretty much answer my phone all the time. So if you do reach out to me, I will, I will respond to you. So I'm on Instagram and my handles are all the same. I try to do it on purpose. It's at Lindsay underscore Stein on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook and on LinkedIn, I believe as well. So just because then it's like easy. You can find me anywhere. So much um, easier. Yeah. When I write on Medium at the bottom, I literally put my email address on everything. I'm like, you can email me directly. Just if you have a question, it might take me like a day or two. I will definitely respond to you though. I love that. And yes, I want people to find your writing, follow you. I've been such a fan for all these years now that we've known each other. And I would love to get a link to the op-ed piece that you mentioned, or maybe a couple of the pieces you've written. And we'll put those in the show notes too. Um, I think we're going to have to get you to come to Brave Camp and come speak to some of our kids there. (laughs) Well, the answer to that is hell yes. If I could be, I literally was thinking, I'm like, what does it mean to be a brave ambassador? And how can I be that officially and unofficially in life? Like, how do you guys talk about a brave ambassador? Let's maybe, let's bring it home with that question. What does it Uh, mean? I guess it started with people who were just sharing their brave stories with us and we recorded them. Because like I said, we do document everything, right? So we have another brave story, quote unquote, going up about David Junebug Manjaris, who was a professional boxer. He's part of Golden Boy. He was on like a really hot streak. He's really young. He's in his 20s. And then he wound up getting ill and he had to get a liver transplant and he can't box anymore. And it kind of just completely ended his career, right? But he did a brave story for us about that and coming from a boxing family, what that means to him. So people were willing to share their stories like that and be vulnerable, like you said, and like say what they learned from it. And they literally record it. Well, we used to go and record it in person for a lot of them, but before yeah. COVID. But now they record it and send it to us. And we put it on our website or we share it on social. And 
I mean, if they're just willing to kind of embody our brave values and they, you know, you can tell when people are being authentic and they are living their truth. So, I mean, for us, those are all the people who have definitely, and also helped us on our mission in certain ways. Like Rosie Perez has been incredible. She was part of our 100 Roofs project where we built 100 Roofs in Puerto Rico a few years ago. And she really helped get the word out and helped with fundraising. And we raised about a million dollars for these families who were devastated by hurricanes in Puerto Rico. So she's absolutely a brave ambassador. She's also on our board. So yeah, it's people who are not only like living their truth, but also trying to help further our mission. I love that. And what I would say to this whole community, like, I mean, if you guys, I'm just sitting on the edge of my seat, like ready to jump through the screen. Like I want to give you a big hug for just like putting this out into the world and doing the work that you're doing. And for all of us, I think there's a message here. Like we can be brave ambassadors every day. It doesn't have to be for today. I'm brave, but I love that you're collecting and sharing those stories. And for all of us, let's make a commitment, even a little tiny way each day. Let's share the stories about how we're being brave in the smallest of ways, in the biggest of ways. And let's share each other's stories and be there for each other. It's so powerful. I love that. And honestly, people can reach out to me and share their brave stories anytime they want. And I love it. I love it. As little or as big or whatever it is. But that's what makes me love this role and love our mission. So 100%. And I do think that that is important, right? So even for the rest of this week or whenever anyone listens to this podcast or watches this podcast, right? That should be what they leave with is that they take something from this. The one thing is to do something brave that week or that day, something even smaller, big, right? I love it. Let's leave on that note. You guys heard it from Lindsay. You've heard it from me. I am also going to take this to heart and do you know one brave thing before the end of today, even if it's tiny. I feel like I am doing a brave thing, trying to put my parents into assisted living. Whew, that feels brave and hard. And yet I want to model that because you know what? They will be safe and happy and all of the things. So thank you for leaving us with that. I think it's an amazing challenge. And I think it's nice when you have a community of people who can, you know, we can all support each other in doing that. Thank you for coming on. This has been incredible. I could have this conversation with you for the next three hours and open a bottle of wine and probably never stop. So we'll <laughs> Do that one day. <laughs> Last time it was a Soho house, actually. I know it was. It so was Soho house in New York. So yeah. yeah, maybe we'll have to go back to where it all started. So right. I love that idea. Thank you, Lindsay, for joining us. This has been incredible. And thank you for doing what you're doing and following your soul to lead this mission. It's powerful. Well, ditto. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on and really do love what you're doing. You are an inspiration as well. Thank you. Thanks, Rebel Souls, for tuning in. You guys, this was so juicy. I hope you got a lot of nuggets and go do something brave. All right. Love you guys and see you next week. Bye. Hey, Rebel. Thanks for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so our fellow Rebel Souls can find us. We have big work to do together. And if you want to dive deeper, head on over to my website at soulbatical.com and follow me at soulbatical on Instagram. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass, and never stop asking, what am I rebelling for?